Beautiful. Welcome, everybody, to this week's episode of the Third Line Podcast. We are just me and Adam today. Uh, Jess is having some technical difficulties, and Liz is off doing one of her 14 other projects. So we are not alone, though. We are joined by the starting goaltender for your Victoria Royals, Mr. Tyler Palmer, pride of Fernie, BC. How's it going, man? Good, how are you? Not so bad. How's the off-season treating you? Oh, pretty good. Been pretty busy so far. Yeah, nice to get back home for a little bit, though. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So uh, the weather hasn't been the greatest here, uh, but I don't think it has been anywhere. So. <laughs> yeah, it's been pretty nasty out here. It kind of looks like spring slash fall, but uh, so I'm wondering, does that carry over? Do you guys have snow in Fernie or what? Uh, just on the very tops of the mountains right now, but. Uh, like we've had maybe a few days where we've hit 20 degrees, um, which is pretty low for June. Um, yeah. And it's pretty much nonstop raining. Um, so lots of rain. Yeah. So you're not missing much from uh, back in Vic because it's been. No, it's pretty much the exact same. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did uh, I, I seem to remember. So. I tend to get into conversations with some players' parents and uh, Tyler's parents are one of the ones that I've uh, had some conversations with. And I think uh, your mom was saying that you were surprised by how much it rains out here. Yeah, there was a, (laughs) there was a stretch where there was a good like two, three weeks, I think, where it was literally nonstop. Um, You know, when I say nonstop here, I mean, it's not actually nonstop. It's like, (laughs) you still get, you know, two or three days out of the week where it doesn't rain. But there it was literally every day uh, for like three weeks straight. And I was like, wow, this is this is ridiculous. So, yeah. Welcome to Victoria, BC. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, go ahead, Adam. So uh, let, I guess let's get into a little bit of like your back uh, story here. Now, you are from BC, correct? Yeah. Yeah, you, uh, you're born in uh, Fernie, BC. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but you spent the majority of your, I guess, junior hockey career in Alberta. So uh, how did that happen? Um, basically, well, I, I started playing um, in Peewee. I, I started playing in Cranbrook, actually, which is was the closest to play, you know, top level hockey to us. But then, you know, once you hit uh, Bantam, there at the time anyway, there was no triple A team in Cranbrook, which was the closest. So the next closest thing was Lethbridge. So then basically we had to, my grandma lives in Lethbridge. So we had to move me out there to live with my grandma in my first year Bantam to go play hockey. Sorry, yeah. try and play, play hockey there. Yeah, did you, uh, I seem to remember I got a video as well of a young Tyler Palmer and a young Campbell Arnold at a hockey camp in Calgary, I believe. Yeah, that was, uh, that was weird. Uh, Yeah, (laughs) we were at a GDI camp in Calgary, I believe. Uh, And I don't even remember how old I was. It was pretty young. Yeah, I, uh, I got that video from your mom and I was like, no way, that's weird. Like that's, it's fate. It was meant to be. I know. And then we both got drafted to Spokane and then we, and then I, I got picked up by, by Victoria and he got traded to us. It was weird how we, yeah. 
Yeah, I was going to ask about that. So was it uh, was it a signing in Victoria or did uh, Victoria just pick you up off some form of waivers? Yeah, well, basically what happened was um, Spokane drafted two goalies in my year, uh, me and Mason Bopit, and uh, they decided to they decided to sign Mason Bopit. And then um, there wasn't really a whole lot of room for me there so they dropped me and victoria was there to pick me up nice well i'm pretty sure i can speak for everyone in vic when i'm when i say i'm glad they did uh yeah you uh you came in like a wrecking ball there and uh just were kind of lights out right from the start of the season uh i noticed that you actually go a ways back with gannon too played on some of your uh your junior teams or your uh Phantom and peewee teams or whatever. Uh, what was it like knowing you were coming to a club with someone that you've known for so long? Yeah, definitely. Especially with someone like Gannon. I knew what kind of guy, what kind of player he was. So, um, and he had said such good things about the organization. So I was, you know, I knew kind of that I was coming into a good spot. Um, so that definitely, definitely helped a lot. Um yeah, I think we the first year we played together was my 15-year-old year at NAX. We played against each other in Bantam at the Alberta Cup, but I think the first time we played on the same team was um, my 15s year. And yeah, he was the same guy then he as he is now. He just he was always like out there early working on whatever he needed to work on because um, we practiced early in the morning. So there was nobody on before us. So we basically could go on whenever we wanted. So um, there was always a, f- a bunch of guys that would go out early and he was always one of the first ones out there. So. Nice. So, yeah. That, that NAX team, one of the teams that you uh, played on was pretty uh, stacked when it comes to, I guess, uh, prospects who have been drafted yet already, or who are looking to be drafted. You got guys like Matthew Savoy, Dylan Gunther, uh, Zach Ostobchuk, Luca Canyoni um yeah Gannon as you said you know is it cool to kind of be playing and seeing how your your teammates that you played in uh these junior leagues how they've done and do you get a little bit of do you get excited when you know you get a chance to like stop Zacho stop check on a on a breakaway or whatever because it's kind of like you watched him I guess uh you go back uh a couple years ago yeah, it's definitely really cool. Uh, there's more guys than just those guys, but those are uh, definitely good examples. But yeah, it's really cool to see them, you know, those guys that, you know, you're right there playing with them. And then those are the guys that have been drafted and are, are moving on. Uh, it's pretty cool to see. Um, you know, obviously I'm happy for them, but it also kind of, um, it kind of helps me push harder to try and, you know, I played with them. Why can't I do exactly? Why can't I do what they're doing? So it's kind of that sort of thing. And can you talk a little bit, you know, you go from the Northern Alberta uh, extreme program, which is, you know, it's one of the, probably the best feeder systems for the WHL in, in, in the WHL, them and Delta, but you go from them to uh, the AJHL. So can you talk a little bit about your time with uh, Spruce Grove? Yeah, that was, uh, obviously it was COVID year. So it was, that was a little weird for everyone that year. Um, 
but yeah, great organization. I played with them a few games while I was at NAX. I APed for them. And uh, yeah, I really liked it there. And um, I thought, you know, it was a good fit for me. And at the time I was still with Spokane, um, kind of stuck under all those uh, other goaltenders there, including, you know, Campbell Arnold and uh, Mason Bopit. So it kind of, it made sense for me at the time to try to, you know, keep my options open for division one, uh, potentially go that way. And I thought Spruce Grove was a great, great organization. Um, and, you know, the AJHL is still a good league. Uh, I thought I, uh, it, that year definitely helped me a lot, uh, especially mentally. I feel like getting through, um, getting through challenges was uh, something that I hadn't dealt with a whole lot before. And I guess that move up to junior kind of really opened my eyes to it. And, uh, you know, it, I, I struggled it a bit at first, but then by the end of the year, I was really starting to figure it out. And I think it was a good, uh, it was good kind of a mid-step um, for this year because then I was able to kind of jump right into it. Um, and obviously it took me a few games in preseason, wasn't the greatest, but then I was able to get into it for the regular season. So that was good. So, yeah, I mean, oh, go ahead. Yeah, sorry. So you weren't drafted to Spruce Grove. So was it kind of they offered you a contract and you uh, jumped at the opportunity? Yeah. Uh, so they had it, it's pretty close there to NAX. So they had scouted me from NAX. Um, and yeah, they had invited me to their camps. Uh, so I went I went to their camps, kind of got a feel. And I think they they got the sense that I, I fit in pretty well there. Um, so they AP'd me for my 16 year old year. And I got up, I got to play in a few games, uh, did pretty well. Um, and yeah, then it just kind of went from there and they, they kind of brought me in. Well, I mean, you can going back, like you were saying, you know, a little bit of a rough preseason there, but you know, not to, uh, you know, try and pump your tires too much, but I can say on this podcast early in the year, uh, I said, I have it in my notebook, actually. I wrote down that Palmer is going to be the starting goalie of this team in no time. I said, Bailey Peach is going to lead this team in scoring. And I called Gannon LaRock as the next captain. So I'm just going to throw that out there. You know, you're quite humble, but I can say that like on any given night, there was some, you know, TSN top 10 saves coming out of you. So I, I appreciate the humbleness, but, you know, for those that, that know who you are, you are doing just the same that, you know, the Bo Pitts and the Campbell Arnolds and you're, you're definitely following in the footsteps, man. So, um, yeah, it's been fun watching you all year for sure. Thanks. Yeah. Um, so back to a little bit of, the ex-teammates uh Campbell Arnold was on before and we asked him when we get you on what should we ask you about and he mentioned something about broken sticks and a garbage can or something and he uh he asked uh, he said that we should uh, get you to tell that story yeah um that one was a tough one uh so um Coincidentally, in that garbage can, there was uh, three or four goalie sticks. 
um, out of probably like eight sticks in there. So um, <laughs> I think there was four. One of them was mine. <laughs> and, yeah, uh, I've been there. <laughs> yeah, that was after that weekend um, where uh, we had kind of, we were uh, on a long, I think we we're at the end of like a six and nine. Uh, and we were in Prince George and we won the first game um, barely, but we did win it. And then the next game we got, uh, we got smoked pretty good. And uh, I was a little bit fatigued, frustrated. And uh, yeah, that stick happened to just end up broken. Uh, I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened, but it ended up broken. And uh, there was a few Arnie's in there. There was a few of there. There was also another bunch of player sticks in there. And then there was, uh, uh, you know, Dan, you know, next week at practice, I think it was Tuesday. Uh, Dan brings in a garbage can full of sticks into the meeting room and we all just go up. <laughs> yeah. So it was, it was a little bit of an awkward, awkward meeting, that one, but yeah. Yeah. Those things aren't cheap. No, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, being a goalie myself, I have gone through a few sticks in my day until I realized that uh, I didn't want to pay for them anymore. They, uh, you know, 200 bucks a pop, 300 bucks a pop, it's, uh, it's not worth it. No, it's not. Uh, I can say, though, that is the first, that is the first one that is, that I have done, actually. <laughs> That's good, though. But, That's pretty good. Yeah, that one, I don't know, for whatever reason, that game just got to me, so. <laughs> well, and obviously being such a young team, I mean, you guys had your own expectations on yourselves, but uh, I think universally the, the Royals fan base probably knew that it might be a little bit of a tough season, but you guys just found a way to gel and, you know, it was an incredibly, you know, inspirational, was it in the November or December where you guys just went on an absolute tear? Um, I think I already know the answer, but is there a, a big turning point that you can remember where things just started to come together? Yeah, there was there was a couple games in a row against really top teams where you know I, we, we lost we lost in overtime to Kelowna, and then we lost in overtime to Kamloops, and that, at that point everyone was just starting to get back healthy again. Um, you know, a lot of our a lot of our big name guys too. You know, Pfizer was back. I think Durant was Durant's. Can't remember if he got back. I can't remember if he was injured or not and then came back. There was, there was a bunch of guys that had come back because we were uh, in a pretty big slump. We had like 15 guys total. It was pretty crazy. Um, yeah. But yeah, I remember uh, three forward lines get nice most nights. Yeah, it was – yeah, I think we had three forward lines and like 4D. It was yeah. two goals. It was not a lot of, not a lot of bodies. So. Not a lot of help for the keepers. No. And yeah, there, everyone was just so fatigued because our schedule at the time was pretty dense. And then, yeah, all of our guys all of a sudden started to get back healthy and we started putting up some, some gains against some big teams. And then um, I think, yeah, it was the Everett game, our first game against Everett at home. And we managed to pull out a win in overtime. And that's what really set things off for us. Yeah, I was I was in the building for that game and it was absolutely electric. And I, I think Campbell said the same thing. That, that was the game where everything was like, okay, we can beat 
one of the best teams in this in the league, if not the best team in the league. So, uh, you know, let's go. Right. So, yeah. Awesome. Well, I noticed Jess has popped into the room. Congratulations on getting your headphones working. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Stupid technology. Uh, you probably missed all we already talked about, but uh, literally you got so- everything. Do you got Sorry. something to jump in? You got a question? If it's already been asked, I'll, I'll make sure I just let you keep going. I really don't <laughs> right now because um, I have, unfortunately, technology has completely thrown me off my game. Fair enough. I have. So Fair enough. I'm, I'm just here to listen for now. <laughs> all right. Uh, all right. Uh, now, uh, Tyler, um, if you didn't know, I cover the Vancouver Giants for uh, the WHL. Um, <laughs> what is it about the Giants that you guys just, it's like when you go on the ice, you're unbeatable i have no idea i guess it you see it happen all the time where there's just certain teams that match up well um against other teams and i think that's kind of how it worked with us uh, and vancouver i think we're we just matched up well for whatever reason um because i mean i mean you could see i mean kamloops is a really good team but i think we took them to overtime once and we lost every other game (laughs) um but yeah, for whatever reason, against you guys, I mean, you guys took out Everett and somehow we managed to beat you all the time. I don't know. I think it was just one of those things where we managed to match up well. And then once we had that confidence, we just kind of ran with it. Now, it w- I, I believe it, it, you, were in the, you were in the net for the, uh, I want to say it was the Evan Patricia, Patrician uh, goal with, what, 11 seconds left in Vancouver? I believe yeah. that yeah that was uh your game in if I remember correctly right yeah. it was yeah yeah because uh, I remember listening on the post game and I said the same thing like that you know you guys kept you kept them in the game basically up until yeah. that point well I mean how many 50 save performances did you have this year you we don't pump your tires and make you feel all you know you know I'm not trying to get you cocky here but I mean so many 40 50 save performances i mean yeah yeah fun to watch yeah it was uh i mean there i definitely had a lot of shots this year um (laughs) yeah definitely out there um yeah and i mean do you do you thrive in those environments i mean i know like for me specifically i mean i'm just a beer leaguer but I play better when I get 40 to 50 shots on me than when I get 12, because I don't have that ability to kind of fall asleep back there. There is that, there is that side of it. Um, There's also, um, I think, you know, when your team is just getting outperformed and you're getting shots left and right, I think it kind of takes some of the pressure off as well. Cause then you're not, you know, you're not getting 20 shots a game, but you have to make, you know, 19 yeah. of them. But yep. so it's you're just kind of focused on the next save, and you're like, well, here comes another one. There you go. <laughs> it's yeah. Of, that's a, that's an interesting way of looking at it for sure. Yeah, um, I feel like there's there's really there's not really much expectations when you have when you have more shots. Um, so you can kind of just you know turn your turn your brain off a little bit and just kind of play. Yeah just go off uh, instinct and reflex yeah now just out of curiosity because i feel like everybody you know has those moments where it's like 
you move weird when you're sleeping and then all of a sudden like you're like oh I might might have to take a day off and then you're out there you know basically doing the splits and like all of these acrobatic moves that you know the three of us on here or four of us I guess including Liz wouldn't even dream of so like what is the process of making yourself that you know agile and athletic uh basically get some yoga going <laughs> i don't do yoga actually i don't know um i guess it's just the type of training i do i focus a lot on kind of my plyometrics and just my power in general yeah uh lots of lower body core and core stuff um and i feel like you know when you i don't like i i might not look like it but i actually weigh like almost 200 pounds but it's yeah. all in all in lower body so i feel like when you have that and you also have the flexibility which just takes you know stretching and time um it kind of allows you to be able to move yourself really well um and you know being being fast in the crease is you know one of the things that i have have wanted to be for forever really i mean the a guy my size it's hard to it'd be hard to play at a high level and not be fast to be honest because you have to play you have to play out a little farther especially with my style not all guys do but i think it's with a guy that would be of my size i think it is uh, a lot more beneficial to play out farther but then yeah. also have that power and speed um so yeah just kind of the style of game that fits too i, I just kind of train for my style i guess that's how i would put it yeah did i can did you ever could... do like gymnastics growing up or anything like that no um i didn't do gymnastics or anything i did jumping for whatever reason, I've always, I've always been explosive with my legs. I've always been able to jump high. I've always been able to run pretty fast. I don't know. It's, it's just something that I kind of was naturally able to do a little bit. And then, you know, once I started training for it, it kind of just made it excel a little more. Yeah, I mean, your transition, your post-to-post -post transitions clearly show that, that you got the power. Um and obviously some technique there. I mean, I, I get what you're saying with trying to cover a little more net. I mean, I'm only 5'10", right? So I, yeah. I do the same thing. I have to come out really far. And then, you know, it's always those backdoor ones that kill me. So, but uh, yeah, I am actually chatting with your mom at the moment. She tells me you, she tells me you built a guitar. Uh, yeah, I did. That's impressive. Like from scratch or what? Build a guitar. Um, no, not I, not from scratch. Like uh, you can buy like the the parts, you know, like the the electronics, of course, and then the uh, like the body. It's unpainted, yeah. unfinished, or anything. But you can buy like the shape of it, and then you sand it down, paint it how you want it, and then all nice. of that, and the neck as well. And yeah, you just kind of piece it all together. Um, it's awesome. Yeah, it's not it's not too difficult of a process at all. But um, yeah, I I think it's you get you get exactly what you want. That's kind of why I like it. That's cool. So uh, music a big passion of yours then? Yeah, I play. 
I started playing guitar a couple years ago now, and I like it. I love it. So, yeah. Sweet. Um, that being said, we do have a question that we ask a bunch of guys, and we've already asked Campbell this, but, uh, you know, just for your own take. Uh, obviously, so Peacher's not going to be there next year. And we know we talked to Campbell and Peacher was on the aux cord uh, for the entire season for the most part. With Peacher gone, uh, who do you think is the next one up to uh, get the, the team hyped up and, you know, game day, getting the boys going? Uh, I know Shipper liked to, liked to run the aux cord. Oh, yeah. But, uh, he liked to play a lot of... Uh, like humble rap stuff which i'm not a fan of so um <laughs> i don't know i would say i think uh wyatt wilson he's got uh he's got some good music so i i would put him up there as well but See, just... so for those that don't know uh liz from uh our podcast had a chance to talk to tyler for a interview a while back and I believe you were saying that Anthony was the one that shouldn't get the aux cord. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. <laughs> the brothers are, yeah. Tony's got some, some weird music. So, to, uh, but I actually think Willie's, uh, why, why it's his music is, uh, is a little better. So <laughs> nice. So, uh, what was your take on the, uh, Gannon for captain pick? I think it was no surprise, honestly. I think we all knew it. Um, I mean, just the way that he carries himself, gets to the rink every day and just starts, you know, he, he's so dialed every day. It's, I think it was pretty pretty obvious to everyone. Good guy to uh, model your game after, or you're not your game, but your, uh, your effort level and your compete and just trying to uh, stay focused on and off the ice. Yeah, yeah, me and him are always always having comps and you know we're chirping each other on the ice all the time it's it's a lot of fun so so now that uh gannon has signed his contract with the san jose sharks have you already sent the text message saying that he's buying the uh, team dinners next year i haven't but that that was uh we actually made that a joke last year we were <laughs> uh we were joking that um you know when he signs, he's got to buy, he's got to buy us dinner. So, um, now it happens. So, uh, I think we're going to hold him to it. So. Now, if, if you're the one who gets the opportunity to pick, uh, which, uh, which restaurant are you, uh, are you going with? Uh, I'm not sure. I would say probably, we'll probably just end up going to Earl's or something, which, <laughs> I like girls get some steak and sushi or something. Oh yeah. Have you, uh, yeah. so sushi guy, have you been to Japanese village in Vic? I've not been to the Japanese village. No, I have been to Japanese villages at their, um, yeah. You know, their other locations, places. but yeah, other locations. I haven't been to one in Victoria. No. Yeah. So there's no, uh, hidden gems in Victoria that you found that, uh, are a go-to restaurant spot for the team or. Their Taco Fino was a pretty. Oh uh, yeah, Taco Fino. That was a, that's a good good spot. I like that place too. Oh yeah, yeah. They're always they always got their food truck out at the festivals and stuff. And yeah, it's yeah. pretty hard to say no to Taco Fino. Yeah. Plus, you're forgetting the you know the 
hockey player's dream, the uh, buffet on the BC Ferries. <laughs> yeah. We didn't get to have that this year because of COVID, but. Ah, uh, yeah. So awesome. that, that being said, uh, what's the, the travel like? I mean, being the only team that's on the island, I know probably Prince George is a bit of a haul. But uh, is the, the ferry trip, you know, kind of a bummer after doing it so many times? Or is it still, you know, kind of nice to get out there on the water? Um, it is nice. It's um, the only time it really sucks, I would say, is in the morning when we have to get up early and then and, and leave because, uh, you know, you, you're tired and then you try to go to sleep on the bus. And then half an hour later, you got to wake up because you got to get off on the ferry. Mm-hmm. Um, that's really the only annoying part about it. And then you uh, get the constant cars where somebody turned their alarm off and then it starts going off in the middle of the ferry. And Yeah, there's that. And then you get, you get the announcements, eight announcements mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. the car. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, it's fun. It's great. Yeah, no, but <laughs> I think, uh, on the way back from a road trip, it's, uh, it's good because you know, it allows you to get off, get some fresh air, stretch your legs a little bit. Um, so that now, it's good that just kind of in the morning where I think it sucks. Now, are you a run to the, uh, the cafe as soon as you get on board? Are you uh let's find the seats and then we'll go a little bit later. I think, yeah, we're, I think pretty much our whole team is more of the, the run to the cafe right away. So uh, get there early, get there early. Uh, get a rice crispy and a coffee or something and then go find a spot in the, in the cafeteria area. So I uh, currently am absolutely dying. I can't feel my legs. We had uh, a little bit of a slow pitch tournament and uh, I'm told that I should ask you about a little bit of a, uh, a slow pitch issue. Something about a parked car. Um. <laughs> No, we don't got to talk about that. We don't. We... <laughs> his mom. His mom's trying to get him in trouble right now, as we speak. Yeah, she is. What a my mom's <laughs> doing us right now. <laughs> all right. If if that's not a good story, we don't have to. We don't have no, to. No, it's all good. Um, <laughs> basically, there's a car parked in the outfield, uh, probably where it should not be, like just across the fence, and um, yeah, I hit a home run. Um, that's not a bad thing yeah but it, it hit the car right on the right on the hood so <laughs> you know what they shouldn't you know, park there yeah i was gonna, i was just gonna say that's the that's the danger you take when you park next to a ball field yeah <laughs> like, this is gonna happen yeah I mean, 100%. There, there was room there was room like a lot of room in behind you know a lot farther away but they just happened they decided to park right in front of the fence. So the worst possible spot. And yeah. Tyler just decided he was going to start crushing dingers. And uh, there you go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, uh, I did not crush any dingers in my slow pitch this week, but uh, yeah, I've been uh, making some good plays at the plate. Not going to lie. You know, goalie <laughs> reflex is coming in. <laughs> slow but, pitch uh, off. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it's muscles. I didn't know I had though. Oh yeah. Yeah. Just running. It's, it's that explosiveness from going zero to a hundred, trying to get to the, the bag and uh, yeah, being 40 years old and 
Yeah. I mean, I got, I got the goalie legs and all, but it's just, it's different muscles. So. Yeah. So Tyler, um, what are some of the uh, nicknames, you know, we always hear, obviously you guys were, you know, we talked about that you guys were the Arnold Palmer um, pairing this year, kind of like the drink, but what type of, what, what are some of the nicknames that uh, teams have given you over the, over the years, I guess that you can share on a podcast. Mm. To be honest, I, my nicknames are pretty, I don't have very many original. It's pretty much Palmer or Palms. That's uh, nobody ever calls me by my first name. It's just Palms or Palmer. That's it. <laughs> yeah. I hockey nicknames are generally pretty, pretty boring. Yeah. Yeah. It's generally how it is. Uh, I mean, we had a, couple names um you know they're all pretty i mean we had soupy for arnie yeah campbell soup that makes sense uh yeah. and then what, what was another one we had uh so well, you have pebble for gannon well pebble. yeah that one just came up recently though actually <laughs> yeah that's liz's fault actually i think i think liz might have had something to do with that one um, yeah um yeah, I heard uh, it was actually, wasn't it George for a bit because of George Larock? It was George. That's true. Uh, yeah. 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 So I'll, I'll throw myself under the bus just because I feel like I need to share this story where I was trying to embarrass Tyler. I'll embarrass myself. So quick, quick aside for those that haven't heard this already. I know Adam made me tell it uh, in a previous episode, but so I was chatting with... Uh, Andrea Peach and Sherry Palmer. And I went to a game with my nephew and I was like, oh, hey, you guys should come say hi or whatever, right? And it was the, one of the last games of the year. So uh, sort of the win you're in situation against the Chiefs there. So your mom was on the edge of her seat and uh, I'm sure biting all of her fingernails off. But uh, I had mentioned like, hey, you should come see me. I'm in section whatever, blah, blah, blah. So your mom responded and said, yeah, sure. I'll come over in the first intermission. And Andrea didn't say anything. So first intermission, somebody comes and taps me on the shoulder and says, Hey, you know, are you Chris? I'm like, yep, yep, yep. It's all good. So I go to my nephew and I go, Hey, look, this is Tyler Palmer's mom, the goalie. And she doesn't say anything too polite, I guess. She's just kind of like, all right, moves on. And then she starts talking about Bailey and I put two and two together. And I'm like, let me just take my foot out of my mouth this is Bailey Peach's mom. But Andrea didn't say anything when I messaged her and said, hey, you should come say hi. Your mom did. So in my defense, all I have is Twitter. So I don't know what any of these people look like. Anyways, long story short, I had to explain to my nephew that I'm an idiot. And uh, he was actually the little dude. I am that, sure uh, that your nephew is well aware of that. In fact, anyway, well, he had a pretty epic birthday because that was uh, the little guy that you signed his jersey. You came out of the room after. And uh, yeah, he he left the arena glowing and he said it was an epic birthday. So thank you to you and Evan Patrician and Bailey Peach and the parents and whatever. That was my my embarrassing story for the day. And uh, yeah, your mom found it hilarious when she came to see me in the second intermission. Yeah, that's pretty funny. I didn't actually hear about that. Yeah. Uh, yeah that's pretty funny apparently yeah, I, so go ahead yeah i was just saying i remember that when uh me and patty uh we came out of the room and then took pictures with uh with griffin. your nephew there. Yeah. yeah griffin yeah 
Griffin. Yeah. Good hockey name, Griffin Payne. Griffin Payne. Yeah, that is yeah. good. Hockey. Yeah. Sounds like but a wrestling name. That too. That too. <laughs> Funny thing Payne. is, he's he's trying to say that it was a terrible hockey name. I'm like, dude, you have no idea. I'm like, Griffin Payne is such a WHL name. I'm like, you're 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 going to be on the Royals in ten years. Don't worry, bud. But uh, yeah, no, that was awesome. He had a great day, so that was pretty sweet. But yeah, a little embarrassing for me. And yeah, uh, yeah. apparently, I also learned that your mom had some uh, great goalie reflexes herself. Oh uh, yeah. Andrea was telling me that she was sitting on the edge of her seat watching because that was obviously a, a tough uh, position to be in for a goalie mom uh, winning your in last two games against the Chiefs and. Apparently it was a couple times that uh, her drink just about went flying when you made like a big save and she was able to, uh, to stop it. So I think the goalie reflexes might've come from her. <laughs> yeah. I'm not. Yeah. I, I've heard of uh, some of the stuff she does in the stands. It's uh, even <laughs> at home, just watching yelling at the computer. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it can't be easy. It can't be easy being a goalie mom. No, clear. And yeah. my dad, it's funny because my dad is the complete opposite. He's like a really chill guy. And he's just super like, chill. Yeah, I know. He's just like, calm down. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. I got that vibe right away. Your dad was just chilling, yeah. loving it. He's like, yeah, we're here. We're having a great time. And she's just like chewing every fingernail off. And I know. And yeah. I just, I haven't actually seen it, but I, I can just picture it. And it's, it sounds pretty funny. So. That being said, so quick jump back to hockey real quick. Um, what were obviously not the result you guys wanted, but those last two games had to be intense, like locker room vibes, just like a win and you're in the last two games of the year. Um, you know, not to br- uh, reopen an old wound, but what was uh, what was it like playing in those last two games? Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously it was, yeah, that's exactly what it was. It was intense. Uh you know, um, quite a few nerves. Um, but yeah, you know, we all, we all wanted it. Um, but you know, just didn't quite happen for us. We got the first game and, you know, we got, got a little bit of belief, but, uh, yeah, it's just. It's the way she goes sometimes. Yeah. It's just the way it goes. We didn't quite get uh, the balances we wanted and, uh, and I believe it was Mason Bo Pitt that decided he was just going to steal a game at some point. Yeah, he played really well that game. Um, I think, yeah. I think uh, you know, we had a we had a post right at the end. I think yeah, Gannon hit a post right at the end early Gannon. Um, I think Bo Pitt made a huge save right before that. So you know, there was chances just didn't quite go our way. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean. I can tell you from watching in the stands, I mean, I haven't heard that building that electric in a long time. So it was nice to see. I mean, it's been obviously a tough couple of years for the team um, before you got there. Uh, and, you know, the goalkeeper position's always been one that the Royals have been pretty lucky. There's been some great guys in net over the last few years. And uh, yeah, I, I definitely see good things. I mean, it sucks obviously losing Peter this year, but it looks like uh, Reshny's super talented and there's some nice uh Young guys coming up, Spizaka twins, obviously, Zemlak. So I, I definitely see the future uh, going well for you guys. But yeah, it's uh, that was a tough one for sure. Yeah, I think uh, you know you only you only learn and get better. So I think uh, 
I think we'll definitely be be ready to go for for next year. I think that's great fuel. You know, lose losing like that and getting that close, I think will only do good things in the long run because it's just going to give the guys that fire. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Jess, you still sitting there quiet, just watching? I am. Well, I was waiting for you to remove your foot from your mouth for a little ah, bit because yeah. you know, we're just like rubbing in the wound of like all of the loss, um, you know. So I was just waiting for you to end that one. Um, but I did actually want to ask about those those two games, like more about how you prepare for something like that because um, it's not often that uh, that the season comes down to like the last two games deciding who goes into the playoffs usually we have a better idea of like you know where people are falling in the standings you know so those two games were like really like intense so how do you prepare for those games specifically like just like what's your mentality and like how do you focus exactly the same i would say it at the end of the day you have to just play your game we were doing really well uh up to that point um you know but so were some other teams um hmm. that that last push for the playoffs for you know, there was four teams all all right there and it was uh it was a battle so um i think yeah you just had to do just had to keep going do it do what you have been doing um you know, we could try to keep it out of the back of our minds that this is do or die. But at the end of the day, there, there might have been a few more nerves. But because um, it is that big of a game. Um, mm -hmm. But, yeah, just we tried to just prepare the same way. Um, you know, keep it relatively light, keep it fun. Um, try not to be too, too over serious with it. Um, and, yeah, I thought we played a pretty good game. Um, both games that we played pretty well, just, uh, it ended up really tight and yeah, just didn't quite go our way. That's fair. Yep. I think that's, uh, that's a pretty common, uh, term or not term, but, uh, take from most people is you have to just block out the noise and prepare. Like it's just like a game in October and that's the best way to succeed is to not get into the, we need this. It's just another game. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Well, Adam wants to uh, lighten things up a little bit. Let's not focus on the, the downsides of last season. That's probably for the better. <laughs> so, um, before I go in, so we wanted to do some uh, 2000s trivia because... Uh, you wanted well, to. Yeah, because I'm always curious, like, how, you know, you're born in 2003, so I'm curious, like, how uh the music that i know me and liz grew up listening to chris and jess maybe as well like translates to the younger generation but liz does have a quick question and that uh we've asked uh, quite a few prospects this and um in a zombie apocalypse which three teammates are you bringing along with you oh zombie apocalypse okay um three oh, guys and and why 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 those three also, do you think you'd survive? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, just trying to think who would be guys. I'm going to be honest. The Sask boys would probably be good. They're farmer guys. So they, 
they kind of know. I don't think I would really want any city guys. Um, it's a good call. Yeah. So I would probably. I could probably take Wyatt Wilson. Yeah. Take him. Um, I could say Parks, but he he does live in Sass, but he's almost like a city boy too. So. Uh, but a guy like just watch just watching his play on the ice. What about a guy like Shipley? He seems like a, a tough character. That is true. Yeah, Shipper would be. He would be a good one. I'm trying to think. Maybe. Uh, it's a tough question. It is a tough one. Yeah. I mean, I could just say I'd take the Willie brothers, but uh, yeah, Shipper. Shipper might be a better one than, <laughs> than Tony. Sorry, sorry, Tony, but, <laughs> but yeah. yeah. Sometimes you got to throw teammates under the bus. It is what it is. Yeah, and uh, I'm I'm taking I'm gonna I'm well I'm taking a wild guess at the guys that I think of the best survival skills, but I think those two would give uh, give you give us a pretty good chance. I like it. Yeah, that's good. That's good logic. You you want the uh, the farm guys that know how to uh, you know fend for themselves and start a fire and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Now, which teammates? You know, if they're part of your squad is kind of holding down, uh, holding back the rest of the team. <laughs> In a zombie apocalypse? Yeah. Uh, who's the guy that would be holding us back? Um, too, too focused on, you know, something not important or know, maybe he's just too slow. Completely inept at survival skills. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think here. I'm not really sure who would uh, who would hold us back the most. Um, honestly, this Bizak is might, but they're also really smart. So actually, I'm going to take that back. This Bizak is probably be all right. They'd find a way to like make a water filtration yeah. system or something. Oh yeah, they're they're city boys, <laughs> but they're they're really smart. So they, I think they'd figure it out pretty quick. Yeah. Um, right on. Well, I, I we won't have, we won't make them pick someone okay. to throw completely under the bus. Yeah. So, um, I could say I could just go with my my roommates and, and just say parks, but I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess. Um, I'll jump into this like 2000s trivia that I'm very curious about. Now, Tyler, you told us off air that you're, that you know a lot about music. So I'll ask majority music questions here. Okay. Uh, okay so first one here is uh, which, which group that originally featured uh, Beyonce dropped uh, the song Independent Woman in the year 2000? Oh God. Beyonce. Um, yeah. Does any do any young people even know which, that Beyonce was in a band? <laughs> well, what would this it's be? A the Spice group. Girls? It's not a band. No. Sorry, it's a group. It's not Spice Girls. No. No. <laughs> I don't know. To be honest, I have no idea. I can't. The I the answer is uh, Destiny's Child. 
Oh, that's yeah. what it was. I didn't know that. <laughs> you got him on that one. Yeah, you did. Oh, I didn't. For some reason, yeah. That is, yeah, I did know that. I did know. So Beyonce. before he went uh, solo with the song Sexy Bath, uh, what band, what boy band did Justin Timberlake belong to? Oh, God. I didn't know Justin Timberlake was in a boy band. I'm not gonna oh. <laughs> uh, seems like. Okay, what era boy band is 2000? Late 90s. Late 90s? We can, we can make it easier and see if he can name a boy band. Well, like a, a boy band? Uh, they hit the scene in 1997. Yeah. This is years before Tyler even existed. There was. I bet if you name boy bands that you know, one of them will be the one that he was in. Maybe. Okay. Well, I know there was, there was Backstreet Boys. Yeah, that was not the one he was in, but nope. right, right era. The uh was it new new kids in the block or something wow you just went to the 80s way back way back (laughs) that one Uh, i was a kid yeah i feel i might be better with the old old stuff rather than all right Um, correct correct answer was in sync in sync in sync oh in sync okay (laughs) I, i i just yeah okay okay i i got one it's probably I, not. It's, wait, you. What? Are you, are you asking a question? I, I, yeah, I was just going to say, I have a, a trivia one that he's probably not going to get because it's probably not his genre, but who was at the top of the charts the week you were born? And I'll give you a hint, formal, former American Idol winner. Oh, former, uh. Well, the, the American Idol winner at the top of my mind is Kelly Clarkson. Bam! That yeah. was uh, that was who was at the top of the charts when you were born. Really? <laughs> okay. <Yeah>. So I, <laughs> I got a couple more here. So uh, as uh, back in the year uh, 2007, Fergie released a uh, a hit song. What band did she belong to, or I guess still belongs to? Technically, yeah. Fergie. That's pulling that one out of left field. Fergie. Oh. I like that song that she released back then, though. What group does she... Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, that's I don't think one. she's officially separated from the group ever since it's formed. So. They just haven't put a song out in, like, 15 years. Oh, okay. I, I know a whole lot about Fergie. That's, uh, that's one that I don't know a lot about. Um, that's, that's fair. Not many people know much about her. Yeah, so I I couldn't tell you that one. There you go. The Black answer IPs. is the Black Eyed Peas. Oh, that's her? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fergie, but... Will I Am, and a couple of other guys. Yeah, I did not know that. Yeah, I know the Black Eyed Peas. I did. I did not See? know that Fergie. <laughs> we're, te- we're teaching Tyler things. This is good. Yeah. <laughs> okay, how about this? Uh, how about this one? Um, which Canadian superstar uh, uh, was married to the lead sit or which Canadian uh, yeah, music star who's still creating music and going on tour now uh, was married to the lead singer of uh, Nickelback? Oh, uh, Avril Lavigne. There you go. Right. And that one. Yeah, there you go. 
uh, making yeah. it a little bit, you know, a little bit easier on that one. Yeah. I do yeah. know no Nickelback quite well, so. <laughs> Are you, yeah. so does anyone have the stones to play Nickelback in the dressing room? <laughs> they get such a bad rap. It's so not fair. I don't know why. I don't. I think. I think bad. it's just become like trendy to hate on Nickelback. Yeah. Yeah, I've I never don't... understood that. I can't remember. We were playing some older rock stuff, but I can't remember what it was, what band it was. Probably ACDC or something. <laughs> it was probably like ACDC or like yeah, Red Hot Chili Peppers or something. I don't know. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah, I, I don't think it was Nickelback, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just become, we, we play those, uh, we play Nickelback in our dressing room before our games, and it's become like a, kind of like a joke, but we started winning when we did it, so now, next thing <laughs> you know, we're rocking out to photograph before our games, and everybody's just like, this is terrible, <laughs> this is terrible. But, hey, that, there are some better songs than photograph to play. Oh, 100%, before. you can play Rockstar or something, but no, we but- some guy burn threw on something. what's that burn, burn it, it to the ground that's a yeah. good yes that's a good song all right for fighting and stuff yeah but no some guy throws on photograph we all start laughing and then we won that game so we put it on the next game and we won <coughs> that game and i'm like oh man now this is a thing yeah <laughs> yeah just a bunch of dudes singing photograph in the locker room yeah uh i'm gonna ask you uh one uh one movie question here because um this movie recently celebrated its uh, 20th anniversary and we posted about how no player in or I posted about how no player in the WHL will have been born when this movie came out uh so uh here I'll give you a hint here the movie stars uh Mike Myers and uh um what's her name oh come on Uh, Elizabeth Hurley no, the movie <laughs> stars Mike Myers and Cameron Diaz. It's a DreamWorks uh, movie. Oh, you know which movie we're talking about? Oh, it's a DreamWorks movie? And yeah. Eddie Murphy. It's like a like an animated film? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd be the okay. most popular yeah. DreamWorks animated movie of all time. It's Shrek, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. Shrek. There we go. <laughs> Nailed it. There. Nailed I was, it. There. For some reason, when you as soon as you said Mike Myers, I was thinking uh, Austin Powers. But then that's why I said Elizabeth yes, Hurley. That's why you yeah. said Elizabeth Hurley because <laughs> yeah. I was yeah, thinking the same thing. Yeah, and then you yeah. said DreamWorks, and I was like, so it's Shrek. Then <laughs> yeah, there we go. He's got that. He's got that. Yeah. Awesome. Well, we won't steal too much more of your time. I'm sure you got to go. You know, grab some food and you know finish off your evening, but. We appreciate you coming on. I will throw a recommendation out to you as an avid guitarist and being in Victoria with the Royals right now. Uh, there's a local guy here, guy I actually went to high school with. Um, you should look up on Spotify or something, Jesse Roper. Um, he is an amazing guitarist. I'm just going to throw a random plug to him. But uh, yeah, uh, listen to some of his stuff. If you're a guitar fan and uh, it's kind of folksy, kind of bluesy kind of mentality. But uh, yeah. Check out some of his stuff. I feel like you might like it. All right. Sounds good. I will. Yeah. Awesome, man. Well, thank you very much to Tyler Palmer for coming on. And everybody can look out for him stopping hopefully less shots on him next year. Uh, Hopefully the Royals have got a little bit better defense, but I'm sure there's going to be a few games where he's stopping 50 saves or making 50 saves again next season because 
seems to be what he enjoys doing. So thank you very much, Tyler, for coming on. Thank you, Adam. Thank you, Jess. Liz, I know you're there. All right. Thanks very much, everybody. And we will catch you all next week. And thank you once again for listening to this week's episode of the Third Line Podcast here on the Area 51 Sports Network. Make sure to head over to area51sportsnetwork.com to check out the variety of shows that we have here on the network. Whether you're a basketball fan, soccer fan, hockey fan, or are looking for some betting advice or into some esports, the network has it all on area51sportsnetwork.com. Also, make sure to check out some of our sponsors on the website, whether that be Dr. Squatch, uh, Soap Co., Monkey Knife Fight, Habson, Bet99.com, or High Stick Vodka. All of our sponsors are great. They help us, so make sure that you support them as well. Lastly, when you are on the Area51SportsNetwork.com page, make sure to head over to the WHL tab. Over on the WHL tab, you can read some of the newest articles from members of the Third Line podcast as well as other writers who are covering the WHL's BC division as well as the U.S. division. Thank you once again for listening, and we hope that you tune in again for another episode of the Third Line podcast.